Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Pumphrey, along with my co-host, Dr. Christy Stewart, coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And you know, you came across this list that we're going to do today, and you know how much we love the list. That's right, so uh, listeners sent it to me. Yep, and it was rules to teach your daughter, but we've kind of figured you can do this with anybody, right? Right, I, most of these were all applicable to me when I was reading through it, that I you can just continually improve and get better, And but it was pretty interesting, and it came from... The Sisterhood Connecting Together as One. That's the organization. Dot com? I mean, what is that? <laughs> yeah, that was the organization where the list was published anyway. These shows, we do a lot of them because they resonate with us, because sure, they're yeah. things we're struggling with in our life. And so this list really touched me and thought, oh, yeah, okay, I need to work on these things. So we put it together, and there's 23 of them, so we're going to move through them pretty quick. Right. But I think there's things that everybody can relate, and we can use well into our adulthood. Boys, girls, men, women, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're very applicable. But it's published as The Rules to Teach Your Daughter. And you'll see why when you go through that there are a lot of (laughs) self-esteem things, some things that, you know, girls struggle with. Sure, yeah. Well, and i got to tell you, even if you do not have a daughter, like you said, this could be... You know, something for you. But if you do have a daughter, here you go. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was applicable for me. I resonated with a few of these and thought, okay, yeah, you need to do some self-reflection and work on some of these areas. Um, you know, again, lifelong struggles in some of these areas. There, there always are, aren't there? You yeah. know, there's always a lifelong struggle, and it's always good to hear these things over and over again to let you know it's okay. Yep, and that's, again, I needed to hear some of these things. I assume everybody else needs to hear some of these things, too. Well, and it was interesting, just kind of a side note, I was watching uh, some people that I follow on YouTube, and everybody knows I'm a YouTube junkie. (laughs) It was a husband and wife couple, very young, only in their 20s, and the husband admitted that he has this really hard problem struggling with masculinity and what it defines for him. Hmm. Because his wife is a very strong person, and you could tell that throughout their vlogs and things like that. But for him, it was really hard for him to define it, and he redefines it all the time. So it's good that you have people that come out with lists, so then that way you go, hey, you know, it's okay to do this. It's okay not to do that. And that's what he has problems with, is hearing that, He has to redefine his masculinity. Because, again, I think what most people don't get is life is a spectrum like most things. Not everything fits into one box. That's right. And we're going to talk a little bit in some of these that life is about moving forward and moving backwards and redefining Mm -hmm. and accepting change and all those things. Absolutely. So, on to the rules to teach your daughter. Number one, it's okay to cry when you're hurt. But wash your face and get off the floor when you're done. You don't belong there. Ooh, that's a good one. And I that's like true. that one. Because we are all unique beings, right? Even though God gave us domain over everything, you know, it's our choices to really make our lives to be what they are. So mm-hmm. life is way too short to stay on the floor. It's okay to have a pity party every once in a while. I mean, that's what my mom says, but... Have a short one and move on. <laughs> yeah. As you said, you just can't live there. No, no, right? no. And, you know, you and I aren't big criers. No, we are and not. And <laughs> Ron Bernard, you know, was real clear that crying is actually healthy. Mm-hmm. So, again, with this one, that's something that I could definitely work on, allowing myself to be vulnerable, allowing myself to create a atmosphere of people that I can be vulnerable with mm-hmm. to cry and know that that's okay. Have your moment, then move through your moment. There you go. 
So number two, you are a woman, you do not need a man, but you can absolutely enjoy your life with a good one. That's so true. That is is so true. true. (laughs) People bring happiness to the table. It's our choices that make that happiness moments into kind of a happy life, if you will. Right. Because those choices are ones that bring joy. We did a whole show on happiness, right? That happiness, as you said, is a spectrum. Oh, we were working on a show that people that are over 100 mm-hmm. and asked that they were asked the question of, how, you know, have you had a happy life? And pretty much everybody over the age of 100 reflected and said, my, I don't define my life as happy or sad. I just find it as peace or conflict. There you go. So it wasn't, even though we forward looking, we want to be happy when we retrospect. It's not necessarily about the happiness, but those joyful moments that bring that spectrum of happiness. Well, and I got to tell you, you know, you do not need a partner. But it's good to have one to share your life with. But again, I think it's very important that we make it clear that it's a partner, meaning that they're right. equal, that they yeah. it, that they want to enjoy your life as much as you want to enjoy theirs. So, I mean, my whole thing is a good one is hard to come by. Start with being a good one yourself. I think that's where you have to start. Exactly. And realizing that we are social beings. Some of us are more social than others. And I think that there is this inward desire to be coupled, if you will, Mm -hmm. because we all need to feel loved, have physical intimacy, have a connection, being part of something that's bigger than Mm ourselves. all of those things. I think that is a natural instinct. But again, it's by choice, you know, and and we're not always going to be good people, so to speak, right? We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall. We're not going to show up the way we want to, but as a spectrum and through life, your partner, as you said, should be your partner. They should lift you up. They should support you, not tear you down, bring you down, cause you more harm than good. Absolutely. And that's a tough place to be. But I think that is one of these rules to teach your daughter that when they're you're younger and you're you're looking forward, you don't have to focus on a partner. Just. Just a partner. Or, yeah, yeah you don't have to focus on just a mate you need to focus on if you even want a mate, that mate needs to be a partner. Absolutely. So number three, happiness is not a permanent state. Wholeness is, and don't confuse these. I'm already confused. So there you <laughs> go. I mean. <laughs> As we said, hap- happiness is a spectrum that we move in and out of. And we do that by finding the pieces of joy in our life that produce those happy moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up what being whole actually means. And it means to feel good, worthy, a feeling of connection to ourself, the world, God, and nature. Okay. So there is no separation, right? We did a whole show on the illusion of separation. So wholeness really is embracing that we are all interconnected and finding our place in that, that connection. And while being complete in ourself, I think that that really is just feeling like that we're enough. Oh, And I think some areas and sometimes I think we feel like we're enough. And I think everybody goes through life sometimes when they don't feel like they're enough, when they feel like they're broken or they feel like they're struggling. Mm-hmm. And this is what it's talking about, I think, is that it's about being whole and being enough. And that wholeness and being enough are going to bring happy moments. So try to put those fractures back into place is what you're saying? I think so. And understand that we are interconnected and you are going to need help from other people. And Mm -hmm. you are going to hurt people. People are going to hurt you. That doesn't mean that the world is a terrible, awful place. It means that sometimes we don't show up the way we want to. But if you feel whole and complete in yourself, 
I think that that is a whole lifelong struggle for all of us because society is, wants to t- tell us everything that we are not, right? Everything we are not enough of, turn on the TV. Every commercial tells you that you're not enough of something, <laughs> right? You need something to make you whole. Right. We don't need something to make us whole. And that wholeness is what's going to bring happiness. If you feel fractured, if you feel those moments that we don't feel enough, those are not happy, joyful spectrum moments. Those are not good choice moments. We all get there. It's just like back onto the first one. How long do we stay there is the question. Good point. So number four, never walk through an alley alone. Literally, I guess that's a good thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I think literally, but I think I looked at it too as a figuratively. You know, don't carry the weight of the world with you alone. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, get help when you need it. Move forward. And try to stay out and away from troubled situations and troubled people. Mm-hmm. I think when it talks about walking through that alley, find your six people and have them help you see the alley from the street. Because I think sometimes that gets confusing. It does. I don't know if, if anybody has ever been in Venice, Italy. Um, you can be on what you think is a street. There's no cars, but you think it's a street and there's 100 people walking next to you. And then all of a sudden there's a brick wall in front of you. And there's nobody around. And it's like, how did that happen? And that, that's what I re- related to this, of not walking through an alley alone. Because sometimes we lose perspective of what is the street and what is the alley and what is safe and what is not. And a lot of times other people are going to have to help you to kind of move through that. And you don't have to do it alone. Because when you do it alone, then you're walking through the alley by yourself. Yeah, because nobody's an place. island. Right, that's not a good place to be. Well, and again, like we talk about your six people, it doesn't necessarily have to be a mate. It can be people that you have put in your life. And I think that if we spent just a tad more time on the people that we put in our lives, as we do sometimes on our hair, it would be amazing the advice, the information, the exchange of good ideas that we could have with one another. The examples that we see. Exactly, you know. As we go through life, right? Because in that way, they, those people will be there for us. So they'll understand that we shouldn't go through an alley alone. That, you know, maybe there's a better route. Maybe, maybe whatever. But right, those Maybe people... they have an Uber app. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> if you think of that metaphorically, that's kind of what we're talking about. Exactly. Is, you so, don't, yeah. Don't, don't venture down the alley alone. Uh, you don't have to. No. You know? And, if, and as you said, but it really starts with you. Because if you're not there in the alley for somebody else, you're not going to find somebody to be in the alley for you. So yeah. you, it, ha- it really starts with you. If you need friends, then you have to be a good friend. If you need a mate, you need to be a good mate. If you yep. need to, whatever you need is what you need to give, and that's going to be reciprocated to you. Yeah, and don't waste your time on small-minded people because small-mindedness will only get you exactly that, small-minded. Right. So if you're looking to seek out those six people... You, you'll have to invest a little bit of time. And trust me, you'll go through people that you do not want to be in your life. And you need to find a way to separate yourself. Again, we've been through many shows talking about friends and family that you may need to get away from. But if you really want to get those six people in your life, seek them out. That's right. You'll find them. I promise you. Yeah, because there's we're all seeking those six people. I Absolutely. Think, I think it said if you die and you have five close friends, you've had a successful life. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. And know those people will come in and out of your life. It happens. And that's okay. And that's I just okay. had a conversation with somebody yesterday about that, that just because somebody's exited your life uh, doesn't mean that that's a failure. No. People are meant to come and go and be there when you need them. It doesn't, just because somebody doesn't fit well with you for your six people 
doesn't mean that they're a bad person. That's right. It just means it's not a good fit for you. They'll be great fitting for somebody else as mm-hmm. long as the intentions are right and they want to be there and be, you know, be a person that is going to sit in the alley or walk through the alley with you. Exactly. So what is number five? Five is one of my pet peeves, right? Mm-hmm. Can't. It's a cop-out, right? <laughs> can't, never, should, or worthless words. And when you tell yourself you can't, you are 100% correct. You will never be able to do it if you tell yourself you can't. That's true. You I need mean, to find out how you can. Because it's, it, it's one thing, like we've said in many shows, if you don't want to, that's fine. Yeah. But telling yourself that you can't do it is just that. It's a cop-out. Take a moment out and look at the Special Olympics. You're talking about people that can run with no legs. Right? right. It's all about forms of modification. Exactly. Yeah. So can't shouldn't be in your vocabulary. I don't want to. That's not for me. I don't like that. Those are all fine. But exactly. can't is just a cop out. That's right. Because there's there's always a way. There's always, there's always a, way. a way. Number six is hold your heroes to a high standard and be your own hero. I think that's a really good piece of advice. Right. It's interesting because our brain, as we say all the time, naturally compares and looks for patterns. And our culture definitely supports the concept of kind of duality, right? The good, the bad, the, mm. you know, God, the devil, whatever. So having heroes, I think, comes naturally to us, especially as, as Americans. I don't know if necessarily humans, but Americans for sure. And it's really finding someone that is modeling the way for you, for what you want and for what you value. Mm-hmm. For me, anyway, when I, I kind of looked at this and thought, who are my heroes? They really revealed for me a missing piece or a missing quality that I wanted to strive, that I was admirable of, and it was something that either I was missing or not necessarily very good at. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's true for other people, but I did notice that, that, you know, the brave ones or, you know, the concept or the figure of Wonder Woman. Everybody mm-hmm. knows I love the Wonder Woman. That's because I feel inferior in a lot of ways that Wonder Woman is an example. Again, that's one of the things that I got out of it. But you really need to find ones that reveal, again, those missing qualities, your vision, your goals, your belief, that give you something, a feeling of possibility. And it is really hard because I think we are in the age of understanding that, again, life is a spectrum. But your heroes are all that too. And most of your heroes are human. So they're exactly. going to make mistakes and they're, they're going to have you can't flaws. hold them to that level of uh, superiority that, that you don't have, that you don't continue to realize that they're human beings on this journey too. And exactly. They're potentially going to disappoint you, but that doesn't mean they still can't be your hero. Well, it's, it, it can be, and you got to understand it's the qualities that you're after. It's not the actual individual. You're not going to live like Bill Gates or right. whomever. Um, and TV or is just that. It's TV. They, these people aren't real. They're characters in a movie or whatever. But right. the, the, that's what you want to aspire to is those traits. Right. And it gives you hope that you right. can actually be something that you want to be that you're not currently, I think. And I think the part of be your own hero is probably one of the best pieces of advice that you can give somebody. I get it that you want to be like whomever then why aren't you? Right, that's a great example. Um, Okay, seven. If you can't smile with your eyes, don't smile. Insincerity is nothing to aspire to. Dude, that's so true. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? (laughs) Honesty is the foundation for trust in a relationship, and without honesty and trust, there's no respect. So being sincere 
I think allows us to be vulnerable and allows us to get out of that representative because I don't, that representative is not sincere. Right. right. So really being sincere is the only way that you're going to have authentic, real relationships. And for people out there that kind of get these things mixed up, when, I, when we say sincere, at least in my opinion, that doesn't mean rude. Telling somebody they're fat in something is not being sincere. Well, I'm being truthful. That's your opinion. And I'm not right. saying that people are overweight and they maybe not should wear whatever clothes. You know, it doesn't matter. But you but again, it, that's your opinion. But that's your opinion. You know, so you yeah. have to be sincere and understand the difference between you being rude and your opinion, and you actually being sincere and giving somebody honest feedback. Yeah, I and, think that's a good point. And I got to tell you, I think that's really hard for a lot of people because I, I've met people that do this. I, you know, I'm honest to a fault. Well, that's yeah, not that that's not what you're going. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I think that talking about being sincere is really too about um, the inside out. Being sincere about who you are um, as a person and that's a good values point. rather. And again, those are going to be different than other people. Sure. Yeah. And that's okay. And it should be okay. Right, exactly. But it's talking about you being authentic, you being sincere to who you are. There you go. And okay. That, and that that is should never be tearing somebody else down by telling them they're fat. There you go. Right there. I mean, you, no more needs to be even said right. with that. Right there. So that just keep that in your mind. So number eight, stay true to yourself always. Just like you yep. said, stay true to yourself. It's a way to keep peace. Yes. You know, find peace in your life. You know, we did a whole show on selfish versus self-care, and I think this staying true uh, fit into that, that, you know, when you're selfish, it's really about excluding other people and getting ahead at the cost of somebody else or withholding something from somebody. Mm-hmm. But staying true to yourself as a form of self-care is really about being inclusive. It's taking care of yourself. It's taking care of those people around you. It's it's building your energy back up so you can have that to give to other people. You know, being true to yourself is really, I think, a self-care item. I, I agree. And if you don't know what that is, spend some time with yourself to find that out. Right. You don't have to do it. Even if you're amongst, you know, you have... Eight kids and, you know, a spouse and all this other stuff going on. You can find times to work on yourself. We have many shows on that. So go back and listen to as many of those as you have to, to get yourself to yourself. Right. And there's nothing wrong with continuing searching and growing and being honest. You know, that is part of being true to yourself Mm -hmm. is allowing yourself to change, not being codependent in it, right, but being (laughs) honest and truthful and sincere, like we just talked about, in who you are and presenting it out. And your six people are going to be there for you, even if they're a little different in your truth than they are. Absolutely. Number nine, your body, your rules. Now, I want to make this clear. Again, this is rules you teach your daughter, but this should be rules that anybody, I don't care, male, female, it doesn't matter. This is a rule that goes for anybody. Yeah, I, th- I think that it is a little bit harder for girls or women than it is men, but absolutely. I use the CDC, um, it developed a resource called Stop SV that's talking about um, sexual violence. But when we're talking about your body, your rules, it could be, you know, you're talking about men. It could be your weight, right? Yeah. Somebody making you feel guilty about 
how you look mm-hmm. or whatever. You need to be true to yourself on what is okay with your body. And that is, again, very subjective right. to your truth. But I did find it interesting that um, the CDC did come up with, you know, we're talking about girls um, specifically on sexual violence. And it talked about that the S stood for social norms, mm-hmm. that uh, bystanders need to pay attention, and it focused on mobilizing men and boys as ra- allies for the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk, the big joke with dads, right? You know, dad's a boyfriend coming and they got the shotgun at the door kind of thing. Actually mobilizing that a little bit more. Well, I will say, and I did see this, everybody watches this show from time to time, you know, uh, what would you do? Mm -hmm. And so the scene was that the dad didn't want the girl to play baseball. So she just, he just kept putting her down. It's like, no, you should be dancing. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And a group of teenage boys around 12 or 13 or 14 or something like that came and rallied around her getting mad at the dad saying, dude, she can play baseball. Like this wasn't even a, a an unreal concept to them. And that is great that's because awesome, the, yeah. yeah, the future generations like, what do you mean she can't play baseball? That didn't even make sense. That didn't even compute it to that. them. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, when we're talking about social norms, we have to break those things. You know, it doesn't matter boy, girl, whatever. Everybody can be included. There's exactly. nobody. There's no exclusion to any kind of game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the T stood for teach, teaching healthy, safe dating and intimate relationship skills. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we're talking about <laughs> teaching our daughter. I think a lot of us, as throughout our life, could take a lesson on learning better, healthy, Absolutely. safe, <laughs> intimate relationship skills, but. And teaching how to be emotionally intelligent in social settings. Mm-hmm. Again, I think this is as true for adults, men and women, as it is for girls. How can you be more in tune to what's going on emotionally inside of a social setting? Absolutely. O was opportunities, strengthening economic support for women and leadership and different opportunities for girls. I think that's true. I agree with true. that. Uh, P is being protective. Improve safety and monitoring in schools and establish and being more consistent in applying these kind of policies to workplace. Absolutely. Um, and enforcing them. I think that's the big thing because everybody company has a policy. And this is, again, true for men and women. Men get sexually harassed just, you know, the same as women do. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're even less apt to report it than women because would, of the shame yeah, factor probably. with that. Yeah. And then the SV, supporting victims, again, treatment, physical and emotional for victims and treating for at-risk children and families to prevent problem behaviors, um, including sex offending. And people don't realize that sex trafficking and sex offending is actually as big of a problem as it is. That's true. So I got to tell is, you. It is a huge problem. We went to the Freedom Center. Yes. Alive and well in the world that we think it's under control, and it is, in fact, not. It is not. I mean, yeah. it is a huge thing. And we're learning more and more stuff now right. that, like, children going missing, how that connects to sex trafficking. And it, it is amazing some of the information that they have now that they did not have 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, and if you want to know more about that, we did a whole show with Dana Pickett um, on her new book that talked about, because she came here from India, trafficked mm-hmm. here, and, Absolutely. Uh, and grew up in the States as a trafficked person. And uh, she told her story, which was, again, pretty interesting. But 10 
If you have an opinion, you better know why. Yes. <laughs> think about what you think about. That's what we say all the time. And when you think about what you think about and you realize that 76% of your thinking is negative and 90% of your choices are just reactions of patterns from the past, is your opinion based on something in the past or have you actually done your homework to know the current situation? Um, yes. Yeah. Especially when you program yourself, uh, we all do, with a negative input, and the mind naturally sees the negative first and all of that. Uh, where is your opinion coming mm -hmm. from? And again, this is very, very common. I mean, if you just take uh, some time out, look at the 50s, 60s, 70s, and I mean, you can even go back to the 30s, 40s, it doesn't matter whatever time period you want to talk about. You see these patterns and these uh, social norms that came out of these patterns. So when people had positions or opinions, they were based off group thinking, which unfortunately most things are. Right. However, you need to know why you think that way. You and is it right? Is it correct? Well, this is why we have rebellious right. things that happen yeah. in our lives because... You know, with the hippies in the 60s, they weren't doing their fathers and mothers, you know, crazy way of thinking from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. So, I mean, my whole thing is just take a moment out and go, you know, why do I have that opinion? Have you always had that opinion? Was it bred into you from a right, child? Programmed. Yeah. Was it programmed? Did you, is your opinion come from an example from somebody else? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Take some time and think about those things you think about. So yeah, if you have an opinion, you better know why. You better be able to explain it. Well, why do you think that way? Whatever that is. And Most if people you, cannot. And that's where you get the defensive. Right. So when I, when I would ask you, well, why do you think that way? And you actually came back and go, oh, well, because of this, this, and this. But you'll know somebody never thought about it when you go, well, why do you think that way? Then they take it like you're arguing with them. Right. You know, it's like they're, they're being defensive well, about it. Well, because it's the truth. It is the truth. Okay, well, then what, what, is, what, what is your truth based on? Well, it just, it's, it's fact. Okay, what are the facts? You know, again, the five whys. You, you can't go five whys on, on, on that because there is no, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Because it, my mom told me or my preacher told me or I, I read it on Facebook. Right, right. <laughs> or you know. get the my most famous one, and this is very common today, and you can't see me, but you'll hear it in my voices. You'll get, bro. Bro, with that, you know, maniacal grin thing going on, that as if you know something that I don't know and you can't explain it to me because I'm too stupid to understand your way of thinking. But yes, the bro thing is very old. If you're going to have an opinion about something, know what you're talking about. And let yourself change your opinion as, exactly. you, as you get new information. I mean, I have. I mean, yeah. I've been caught. And it's like I. I mean, talk about steadfast, and I'm not changing my opinion. And then when it gets slammed in your face, like, wow, yeah. electoral college show. Yes, hey, yeah. forty five minutes. You changed your opinion uh, when you got educated a little bit more. Right, on exactly. The topic. And yeah. that's life. But allow yourself to do that. Don't dig yourself in so deep in your opinion that you don't have wiggle room to change once you realize you're wrong. Right. Um, 11 is practice your passions. I think you, you first got to know your passions. Yeah. And you got to know your strengths. And I think that's another one of the things a lot of people don't know either of those two things. But Well, I think that that's the problem is, is that I think you got to start out with your strengths to even develop a passion. And yeah. I think that we've talked about this in many shows that it'll change. 
as you right. grow Right. Well, you hope. You know, I'm I'm 53 years old. I hope that my passions are different than yeah. when I was 12. Exactly. I mean, 20, you know, at 30? 12, you wanted to be a firefighter, you know, <laughs> at 50, you, you it's like, man, I'd, I'd like to get out and stretch a little bit more. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Right, exactly. But yeah, allow your passions to change. Again, same as the last one. Don't dig your heels in so deep mm-hmm. that you can't have a way out and feel safe about changing. Right. And we've talked about passion in a lot of different shows, and passion is not something that is the end-all, be-all. You know, we like you said, you've worked at many jobs that you've hated, so then that way you could have other things that you wanted. Right. So it, it, when we talk about passion, it is not this you know, nebulous thing that everybody goes after that nobody ever actually achieves. You can have passion in a lot of different things. You can have passion to feed the, the homeless. Right. But sometimes we don't do anything about it because we can't do it on a grand scale. Right, and we think that our job has to fulfill our passion. Exactly, if your that's job a good point. does fulfill your passion. Good for you. Yeah, that's, that's great. You're the rarity. Sometimes you have to, you know, make sacrifices in other areas. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a, again a wife and three kids, and you can't go play in a band every Wednesday night. Exactly. You know, but if you can then do that as your hobby, and that's your passion, and that gets you through going and doing a mundane job that's you know okay and it pays my bills. So that yeah. that's good enough. But so fine. It's it's really about working your passions. Right. That doesn't have to be in your everyday job. It's great exactly. if it is, but it doesn't have to be. And it you do need to start out with your strengths. Start listing yep. those. Focus exactly. on those. Number twelve. Ask what you want. The worst thing they can say is no. Yeah, knows what you already got, right? <laughs> I mean, if you don't ask, that's what you already have. I know. I did, and I got to tell you, I know that this one seems so elementary to me, and I get it because I meet people all the time that have that fear of just even asking. And it, it is funny because it's one of those things that they'll say. It's like, well, why don't you just ask? What if they say no? Okay, well, let's think about that. Can you live with no? Well, yeah. Then there you go. Right. <laughs> I mean, again, I get it. For some people, that just it, it, it's almost um, phobia. Cri- yeah, it's crippling yeah. to even think about. But it was. It's. I. I never. This is one thing that I do not have a problem with. Is ever asking. Yep. Now, granted, there are some things that I don't ask because, as we all say, and yeah, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission because it'll always be no. I get that part of it. Yeah. But, you know, it, don't be afraid to ask. Don't well, be afraid. you're never going to get what you want if you don't ask for no, it. No, no. And how is somebody going to know what you want if you don't ask? Right. Number 13, wish on a star and then get to work to make them happen. There you go. I yeah. mean, yeah, if you're going to talk about a dream, start working on it. I think this goes back to our worldview of does life happen to you or through you? Mm-hmm. And I think as Americans or Westerners... It, we believe that it happens through us, that we make choices to make our dreams come true. But I think the big thing in this one is to know the difference between the pipe dream that's right just for fun, those things right. that really don't have a lot of, maybe they have a little chance, like hitting the lottery. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's $124 million. I'd love to try to sit here and think about what I'd do with $124 million. That's a pipe dream. Right. And a real dream that really your choices and your hard work can actually make that happen. Mm-hmm. People sometimes live in their pipe dreams. And then, you know, life is just unfair. I never get anything. Nothing ever good happens to me. Well, because what you want is not attainable. Right. Right. So you need to be able to be the master of your own destiny and your dreams need to be attainable. 
Exactly. And make and then you make a plan, work your plan, so forth. So I think that that you know you can wish upon a star, but you have to be able to work to get it. Well, and how many people, again, we've talked about this in other shows, that you come across that say, oh, I wish that this would happen, but it never will. You're 100% correct. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I'm terrible at Vegas, right? Right. I'll take, you know, $20 to Vegas and spend it. And I don't have a belief in the world that I'm ever going to win at Vegas. I know when I walk in there, I'm going to lose 20 bucks. Why I continue to do it? Because... I mean, that's just being realistic. Yeah, but some people really believe they're going to win and they come out, you know, they go, they're winners. Yeah, that's that's what, 1%? Because, well, I got to say, we are mathematical people. You know, we we understand that the variables are all there. You go to Vegas, let's just use that for an example, that they didn't build this big, beautiful hotel by making everybody winners. They know that. It's something yeah. less than 1% of the people will win, and even less than 1% of them will win big. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it, but we all go in there with that hope and dream. Hey, you know, I'm going to put that dollar bill in there and pull that lever, and I'm going to be a millionaire. Sure, I mean, that's fun. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. Yeah. But, you know, to be realistic is to have a plan and work your plan, like exactly. you said. Need to be able to be obtainable on your work. Um, maybe that includes yep. help, but sure, you got to yeah. be able to attain it. Um, yeah. Now, that may be 15 steps from now, and that's okay, but it needs to be an attainable goal. And I will tell you, I don't know how much advice we could give to people that really have that inner desire to become a musician or a movie star. I mean, I, 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 I say go for it as much as you can. I totally understand that, that drive, that need. And I've said this in other shows, I'm glad I never had it. Because, I mean, when we were in Nashville and we saw people doing that, and it's just like, man, I am so glad I did not have that desire, that deep-down desire just to play. Right. They are playing. They were playing at 11 o'clock in the morning to a lunch crowd that had not arrived yet. Exactly. places that were, had great music going on, there was not one person. In and, I mean, and they were happy to be there. Right, so, exactly. yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to give people advice for that. And I know we had Shelly Tackett on the show. She, she talked a little bit about that. But it's one of those things that it, that would be hard for me to give advice on. Number 14, stay as sweet as you are. Yeah. So I looked up sweet. Okay. I thought, you know, because I, obviously I went to candy when I said sweet. But sweet also is defined as referring to a person that it means being pleasant, kind, and thoughtful. Yeah. So I, think, I think the first thing, you have to feel sweet, right? With so much negative, sometimes it's really hard to see and, and believe that we are. You know, we can make choices to be kinder and more thoughtful. And I think that's what it's saying, right? That all the while staying true to ourselves and... Trying to be a pleasant, kind, and thoughtful person. Exactly. Manners matter because they matter. When we say sweet, we're not talking about being vulnerable or being played upon. We're talking about being pleasant. Anybody, I promise you, out there can be pleasant. You may be in a social situation to where you you didn't really want to be there, but you can be pleasant enough and then exit. Exactly. We can all be pleasant. Right. What gets us to the next one that says, say, say, please, thank you, and pardon me whenever the situation warrants it. Yeah, see, it gets back to it. Right. Pleasantries make a good first impression. They establish good, respectful relationship. They set a positive tone. And I think the biggest thing of a pleasantry is it lets that person be seen. That's a very good point. And we all want to be seen. Somebody holds the door for you and you say thank you. You're acknowledging Mm -hmm. them 
at that moment. And I think we all want and need that. It's a way of paying respect to somebody without knowing them. Right, exactly. You know, and I think that that's Mm -hmm. really an important thing when we're talking about just being pleasant or having good manners. It's just an homage to respect to strangers. Yep, I agree. 16, I love this one. Reserve, I'm sorry for when you truly are. (laughs) Back, it's being back to being sincere, um, having people be able to trust you. Yeah. Um, I found a little poem that said, Love is nothing without action, trust is nothing without proof, and sorry is nothing without change. All those things to be true. Yep. So don't say it if you don't mean it, because then nobody's going to believe you when you say it. And I I agree with that, but I would like to point out that if you don't mean it and you don't say it, or if you're one of those people, and we all know people like that, that you have to pry those damn words out of their mouth, because I don't want to say it if I don't mean it. Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give it, give it a whirl. Try it, try it out. I'm yeah. not sorry, but I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. Oh, okay, pick one. <laughs> you know. I'm just saying, you yeah. know, if you be sincere about it yeah. and actually say it when you have to say it, because I mean, one of those things that always kills me is, is I get it that in the heat of the moment you may not mean it, but afterwards, after you have time to think about it, but then you don't want to say it because you feel embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know I if that's all, a, Yeah, I think we've all been there. Yeah. Just say I mean, it anyway. Just say it anyways. Yeah. 17, question everything except your own intuition. Yeah, so follow your gut, right? There you go. Intuition is a link between your heart, your mind, and your gut. And the body has a way of telling us what is not good for us if mm-hmm. we just listen. That is just so true. It really is the inner voice that kind of helps us make decisions. Yep. And if you cut out all the noise and you filter it through, you're going to know that that instinct, that gut feeling is going to lead you in the right direction. And I got to tell you, I bet, and I, I, there's no way, there's probably no you know, statistics or anything like that on this, but how many people didn't listen to their gut and they're in the situation that they're in? Whatever that is, you know, when you were sitting here talking about people well, that were... Yeah, I bet there's a statistic out there somewhere, and I bet it's really high. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> because I, it, that's that's so true. It is. I mean, and I'm talking about being intellectually told that it was different. So, yeah. for instance, like a job that I took, and it just as an example, is everybody told me I should not take this job. Should not take it. It was a career ender. It was a waste of my time, talents, whatever. And my gut just said, you know, this is where you need to be. This is where you need to be. So I took the job, and I've said this in another show, and it totally changed the trajectory of my career. Completely changed it. It was it, and it, to an awesome career. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm talking like people of business, they were higher-ups and things like that, telling me I shouldn't do that, that this was a really bad idea. You know, and you're and you want to listen to these people, right? Right. Well, yeah. That's a good example of listening to your intuition, listening to you, and it's um, a way of being true to yourself. Exactly. And you have to do that. If you're not true to yourself, you're you're not going to know. Exactly. You know, even if you would have failed at that, still, you, now you know. Yeah. Now I know. So there you go. I mean, I'm just saying that I I imagine a lot of people will talk you out of it if they can. 18, you're amazing. Don't let anyone ever make you feel you are not. 
If someone does walk away, you deserve better. Actually, this comes back to your six people. Yeah, this is a tough one, though. I mean, well, sure it is. we've all been in that position that we haven't wanted or haven't been able to walk away. Well, I mean, what if it was a parent? You know, oh, what if it was true. somebody influential in your life, a coach? Yeah, it really plays into our negative feelings of ourselves for sure. You know, I, I've spent some time on this one, and it really touched into my areas of low self-worth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay, yeah, maybe I deserve better. Okay, that's easy to say. Oh, sure, yeah. But it's really hard, I think, sometimes to believe that you're amazing. It is. Because, like you said, if our self-talk is so negative upon ourselves, the only thing we need is somebody just to say it a few times to throw us over the edge with it. Right. So, But you yeah. are amazing. You, and you don't have to be extraordinary. You don't have to be a president. You don't have to run a country. You know, You don't have to swim the Atlantic. To be amazing. You can be amazing where you're at right now. That's right. It's just pushing yourself and you knowing that you need to be the greatest person that you need to be. That's right. Which goes in 19. No matter where you are, you can always come home. Okay. Um, yeah. I think literally some people have a safe place. You sure. have a safe place. Your your mom still lives in the house you grew up yeah. in. <laughs> so you can go home. It's your safe place. Some of us don't, don't have that. But I think figuratively... I think it's also saying to that safe place in ourself, right. where you're true to yourself. Kind of the theme of this whole list of being true to who you are is where you can come home to yourself if you need to. Back to the last one, right? If somebody doesn't treat you right, you can walk away. Right. You can walk away and you can come home to the part of yourself that is worthy. That's how I took it. There you go. So number 20, be happy and remember your roots. I like that one. It's yeah, I think, I think too, this goes back to the last one, that if, you know, family and the place that you lived in its literal form. But, you know, we all have somebody that's made a difference for us. True, that yeah. hero we kind of talked about mm-hmm. earlier, that gave us a belief in something that, you know, we didn't necessarily believe that we could do. Those values that they taught us, that those heroes model, mm-hmm. I believe those are our roots. I took that anyway. That kind of inner desire to have our place in life. Um, really goes back to the basic and our basic values and our belief in ourselves too. That that's how I took this one. And I got to tell you, I think that if you if you're a happy person and you remember your roots, that's not to say that if you feel like you came from meager means that you know you need to remember that. It's basically just saying, hey, you know, you got somewhere. How do you help somebody else do the same thing? Yeah, I at least that's the way I take it. Yeah, no, I agree. I- Anybody's taking it any other different way, that's, I think, the way you need to take it. Because this, this was a tough one to yeah, take, Yeah, it's a literally. subjective one. This is just very, yeah, very subjective. And just go back to the basics. Yeah. And don't let somebody re- remind you of your roots. Because, boy, people love doing oh, that. That's true. So, <laughs> I tell you, we say it all the time. People will be more than happy to do your laundry list if you let them. Right. <laughs> uh, 21. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Yeah, you say that all the time. Yeah. Goes right along with uh, several that we've talked about. That you're, if you're not honest, people are not going to trust you. It's impossible to have a healthy relationship with someone you can't trust. So if we are not to it ourselves and we don't mean what we say, you're not going. You're not going to be authentic. You're right. not going to be able to be transparent and and true to yourself. So it really is one of the most basic things. I think. Again, I'm sorry. You know, don't say it if you don't mean it. Right. Um, but say what, what you mean, talking about. mean what you say. People yeah. will trust you. You can't have a relationship with people you can't trust. I 100% agree with that. 
Uh, 22, be kind. Treat others how you would like them to treat you. Well, that's just biblical there, right? It is. And but we, I don't remember which show. When I put this together, I was thinking which show we talked about this. We talked about this in depth because kind of like love languages we talked about. Mm-hmm. That this treat people the way you want to be treated sometimes backfires. I think you really need to treat people the way that they need to be treated. Okay. I think because when we again love languages, if my love language is quality time and your love language is presence, means that's how we we fill our love tank. Those Mm -hmm. those five love languages. If I'm constantly just spending time with you and never really giving you anything, I you could be like, man, this is a leech, right? I mean, good (laughs) night, get away from me. Where that's what I need, right? I just need you to spend quality time with me. I don't need you to buy me a present. So we're not going to fill each other's love tank. Okay. So if you give what the other person needs, I think that that's a little bit better in my in my point. But treating people kindly and the way that you would feel good at being treated mm-hmm. is always a, is a good idea. Yeah, and I've got to tell you, being kind means being a good communicator. So understanding yeah. that and talking to one another so that way you know what you want and you know what they want, there's nothing wrong with that. Communication. You can't go wrong with that. No, at not at all. So the twenty third one. What is that one? It is. If in doubt, remember whose daughter you are and straighten your crown. Ooh, I like so, that. So whatever your belief in God or your higher power, whatever it is, we are all created to do great things. We were never created to be mediocre. Um, we have our strengths that are out there so that we can actually accomplish our purpose. As we've talked about before, that if you focus on your weaknesses, what kind of like school tells you to do, right? If you're bad in math, spend all your time in math, you will never be more than mediocre. Right. We were not created to be mediocre, right? If we believe that we're created in likeness and image of God, that our potential is unlimited and it goes by our choices. Uh, Many times we surround ourselves with and kind of our own self-talk really keeps us from our greatness. But, again, I, I, at least that's my belief. And it doesn't have to be God. Fill in here Nail, with whatever you believe. To. If you focus on what you're not good at or you focus on the negative, you're, you're never, you're never going to be your higher self. None of the other 22, being true to yourself, being honest, being transparent, being a good person, being kind, those all come from remembering that you are amazing. You are magnificent. You are a child of God, if you will. And when in doubt, it doesn't say that, you know, that'll never happen. It will happen. That's a great thing. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to know that you're going to have doubt. So remember who you are and straighten your crown. You are meant for great things. Again, those great things could be a great mother, a great father. Those great things could be a great coach to the next Olympic gold medalist. Those greatnesses do not have to be a grand scale like we think in our minds. They can be where you're at. And I will challenge people to think about that your greatest moments may never be known to you. Oh, that's a good point. You don't know who you've influenced. You don't know who you've touched. You don't know who is paying attention. That your moment, whatever it is, that straightening of the crown is an example to someone that you have no idea that you have touched and you have no idea has helped them to move in a direction 
to straighten their crown. Very good point. Well, so there you have it. These are the rules that you can teach your daughter. But as we said in the beginning, you could teach this to sons, daughters, you know, husbands, wives, <laughs> you know, aunts, uncles. It doesn't matter. Ourselves, right? Ourselves, they're, yes. They're implementable throughout our whole life. And uh, sometimes we forget some of the most basic stuff as life gets more complicated and we mm-hmm. get older. That's true. But as they're, they are pretty profound, yet amazingly simple. But as we've said many times... Simple does not mean easy. That is so true. (laughs) So we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January 1st, 2022, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platforms like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search Living on Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast or look us up on Facebook and give us a like. And let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.